Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. All right. Talk Recorded live. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. We want to thank and praise God for being here today, giving him all the honor and the glory. Thank you and praise all of you that are listening in tonight. We're going to open with a prayer, and then I'm going to turn it over to our panel members. The topic for tonight is coming from Luke 23:34, and I'm going to open with prayer, and then I'm going to turn it over to our minister, Keith, and the other panel members, and they'll come in as God leads. Let's bow our heads. Father God, in the precious name of Jesus, we come before thee tonight, God, as humbly as we know how. First, asking that thou wouldest forgive us for anything that we've done, which was displeasing in thy sight. And then, God, we're going to ask that you would send down your spirit, God, and use us as your vessels as we teach this word tonight, God. Let your spirit rule and guide our every word, God, that we reach everyone that's listening, God, as something we will say will touch someone, God, to help them understand situations such as this. In the precious name of Jesus, we commit each of us in your hand, and we thank and praise you ever before. Amen. 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 We thank God for everyone that's able to join and to listen to the fellowship with us tonight. We are always grateful, just thankful to Him for, you know, by Him we live, move, and have our being. We bless God tonight for this our gathering together to talk about yet another scripture, another passage out of the Word of God. We thank God for that tonight. And as our sister Ann has already mentioned, the uh, keynote or the key scripture, the passage that we're looking at, comes from the 23rd chapter of St. Luke. Now, we have studied and read the whole chapter, but the verse we're going to key in on, and you can build your thoughts, your ideas and uh, around this verse, Luke 23 and 34. It says, Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, well, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. Just kind of setting the stage for this situation, when Jesus spoke these words, spoke these words, you know he had some wrong things done to him. Amen. I think we all can agree that he was an innocent man of God that had charges levied against him. First of all, falsely. Secondly, not only did he have the charges levied against him, but he was brought before what we call that day a council, a court of of, of the so-called religious folk. Uh, the Jews at that time, and they laid all kind of charges upon him. The thing about it is that the establishment, that is the Roman government, and they that, that really had the power of life and death, they found no reason to put this man to death. Mm-hmm. But but we, we read on and study the chapter, we find that, that through all of, even through all of that, they still wanted Jesus' neck, so to speak. Amen. They still wanted Jesus' like, Oh, he was a man that the Bible says went about doing good. But they wanted his neck. 
But you know, it was all in the plan and the foreknowledge of God that he would come to this point. And we know, uh, you know, uh, many things we can we can gain from this, but, but we're going to look at the words that he said. He said, Father, I want you to forgive them. So when we being in the image of God and trying to reflect the life and the lifestyle and the ways of Christ, kind of, you know, makes us want to turn this inward to ourselves. I know it does me to say, can I do that? Can I forgive somebody that wants my neck unjustly? Can I forgive someone that has unjustly accused me and wronged me? And then, like I said, there are many things we can gather from this scripture. Father, forgive them for the name that they do. But, you know, this is the thing that stands out, that, that unselfish uh, love and still forgiving in the midst of all that they have done to him, in the midst of all that they have said against him, in the midst of all that they have brought him before the courts and all and, and, and accused him, and now have condemned him to death to die on the cross. Father, forgive them. Well, they know not what they do. Somebody else want to join you? Uh, what, I like about, what I like about it, uh, I read something in Matthew 5, uh, 44, and it says, But I say it to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hate you. And pray for those that spitefully use you and persecute you. God led us, showed us a way that he knew that we would Jesus, he knew that we was going through, but he showed that he, if, if he had the love in him, that he could give all that they have done for him. He made a pass that we could make it, because he knew that everything was that well, uh, that we was going through, we had to go through. But it, but he forgave, and he said, "Who forgive all our iniquity?" Because he knows things gonna come up in our lives. But he uh, showed the way that he would show us that you could make it. He said, therefore, it shall be known to you, brother, that throughout this man to preach and to give forever, forgive forever for every sin. That means everything that you've done, if God could do it, you could, he could, you could forgive the sins that you that other ones have did you because people are going to persecute people are going to falsely accuse you but we as the people of God we have to stand in our place we have to be an example that regardless of what you're going through we haven't been through as much as Jesus has been through we have not been persecuted as much as Jesus but there, for there is forgiveness to those that may be fearful sometimes you might be fearful like it could be like your your buddy, you're going through stuff and you don't want to do things because you don't want to leave. You don't want to lose friends. But we have to stand just like Jesus, regardless of what. If we lose friendship, God will give you somebody else. If you would go where other people say, you know, in a way that you shouldn't go, God will because He opened the He will open your eyes in order that you would turn from the darkness to the light. And from the power of Satan to God, and that's and that's the key. God has wants you to turn to Him, that He has shown you that nothing is impossible with Him, and he, and you and that you can do all things. Because once you defy the temple of God, will destroy everything in you. For the temple of God is holy, which the temple of you are. And we just want to thank God today for instilling us and showing us the way 
because he knew that every trial, every tribulation, everything that we were going through, but he led us and showed us the way that regardless of how bad, you can make it. Praise God. And I just want to um, uh, come in on the second portion of the scripture where it says, Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them this part, for they know not what they do. And we know that, praise God, that Jesus Christ had come to his own, he said, in his own received him not. The purpose of Christ's coming, praise God, was that the Jews would know who he was. The prophets testified of the coming of Christ, the Messiah, praise God. And they had been looking for Christ throughout the ages. And when he came to his own, his own did not recognize him. Even though the scriptures that they had been studying testified to the fact of Jesus and who he was, but yet they did not recognize Jesus when he came. Praise God. And so God had blinded them that they could not see. Over in um, um, Isaiah 6, 8 through 10, it says, Also, this is Isaiah speaking. He said, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. And he said, go and tell this people. What people? Talking about the Jewish people, the children of Israel. Go and tell this people, hear you indeed, but understand not. And see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy. And shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and be converted, and be healed. And praise God, praise God that the Lord did blind them. Hallelujah. But in, in another scripture it says, and all Israel shall be saved, but for the Gentiles' sake, which are us, the church age, could come into the fruition of knowing Christ for ourselves and receiving salvation, Israel was blinded that we could be grafted in, praise God. And so they, they, they did not understand, praise God, it was hidden from them. It said, the secret things belong unto the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong unto us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. And still again, this is to the Jewish people. Praise God, God's word. Christ, throughout his ministry, was teaching the word of God. He was there daily with them, teaching and preaching. He came doing miracles, doing wonders, opening the blind eyes, unstopping the deaf ears. All these works pointed to who he was, but they still still did not understand because God had blinded them to the truth that they would not receive the Lord Jesus Christ. See, it said, known unto God are all his works, even from the beginning of the world. Praise God. So God knew that they were going to reject Christ. He already had a plan for the salvation of the Gentiles. Praise God to be grafted in that the Gentiles and the Jews, praise God, would one day Hallelujah. Make up the body of Christ and serve him. So I just thank God that they were blinded 
so that we will have a part. I thank God for tonight. I thank God for my sisters and brothers in the Lord. To I feel honored to be talking about tonight the spirit of forgiveness. Yes. You know, this seems to be a hard thing for the church world, too. Mm-hmm. It seems to be a hard thing for some Christians, and you know it's a difficult task for sinners. So, and I thought about the word forgive. He said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Forgive is a conscious, deliberate decision to release feelings or resentment or vengeance toward a person or a group who has harmed you, regardless of whether they actually deserve forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And as we've said earlier, prior that Jesus knew that he was innocent, he knew he didn't do anything, he came to show love. Mm-hmm. He came to show love, and they did not want to accept that. So forgiveness, when you forgive somebody, it brings peace of mind for yourself. You are miserable when you fail to Amen. forgive your sisters or brothers. You're miserable because you always feel like you're a power packing. I got something to tell her or him because I cannot forgive that because that was too big. And they got on my territory. They got they stepped on it that time. This time I'm not going to forgive them. They just stepped out of line. I can't do it this time. God, you're telling God that you cannot forgive your sister or brothers because whatever it was, this time I can't do it. And it frees you from from corrosive anger, meaning that you've been carrying this thing for a long time, and it has stirred up some evilness in your heart. Forgiveness creates a positive feeling towards the offender. The person that offended you, as you forgive them, you're feeling positive. You feel good about yourself. I've dropped that load. I'm not. I'm no, no longer worried about it. I'm not going to say anything about it because it's gone. It's gone. That that thing has gone. It's left me. You. Le- I've let go of my negative feelings. I am healed. I can move on to the next stage. I can move on to the next step. There are disadvantages to to, to the spirit of unforgiveness. Number one, you can't go to heaven. Amen. That's a true thing. You cannot go to heaven. He said, if you come in any other kind of way, you are a thief and a robber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you have no right to the kingdom of God. Almighty. And he said that your prayers are hindered because you got the spirit of unforgiveness. Mm-hmm. You cannot forgive. You're, you're praying, but you, ain't nothing happening. You got to drop your load. And first, and then another thing, you're frail, you're fragile in God. You you feel condemned. You just don't want to say that you 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 feel like that. You feel condemned. You feel unworthy. You are a constant complainer because you could always complain about that thing that that person did to you. If you 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 go, you'll go from person to person. You know what she did. You know what he did. You are a constant complainer. And, you, and you're gradually becoming weaker 
and weaker in God. So I'm, I looked at, I'm looking at Matthew, the sixth chapter, verses 14, verses 14 through 15. He said, for if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. So until you forgive all of the sins that you have committed in your life at one point or, or another, then all of your sins stand before God. They stand. They, you, you haven't been forgiven. So you have to forgive. I was talking to my nephew about two weeks ago because something had gone wrong in his life. And he said that he felt like he was disrespected. He felt hurt. I said, well, have you been, have you been through as much as Jesus? And then he continued to tell me. I said, well, have you been through as much as Jesus? So finally, I'm just making the story short. He, he, got, he got very mad with me because I could not speak anything but the word of God. We have to forgive. So later he told my mother that I am not a Christian, that God told him that he does not have to forgive. And we have to forgive each other. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. I want to um, talk about the Luke 20, 30, uh, 23, 34, when it says, Father... Forgive them. That statement is very, very powerful because at that moment, Jesus chose to actually make a decision to ask his father that question. Now, he could have called down legions of angels and said, destroy everything in his sight, and it would have been well with the father. But because he said when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane, Nevertheless, God, your will be done. He chose, knowing what was going to happen to him, to ask God to forgive them. And the reason he said, for they know not what they do, is the same reason when Paul was on the road to Damascus, and Jesus asked him, Paul, Paul, why do thou persecute Saul, Saul, why do you persecute my people? Saul believed in his heart the same way the Sadducees and the Pharisees, this religious group that was taking Jesus to the cross, they believed with everything in them that they were doing God's will. Now, just to go to show you, God had gone, like our evangelist Darcy said, through generations before, told them, in the scripture, they had read in the synagogues the coming of the Messiah. But because they did not have the mind of Christ, they were not able to understand the mind of God. So they believed in the natural mind of what Jesus would look like, who he would be. Uh, he would be in a family of royalty. And... He would come in and take charge of the government. But that's not the government that the God was talking about. And the Pharisees and the Sadducees couldn't communicate with God spiritually. So Jesus going to the cross, them persecuting him, the church world persecuting him, opened a door for him to ask God to forgive us for all those sins that we had committed before because he was taking the sins on upon his shoulder. 
and in taking them upon his shoulder when he said, Give them, Father, for what they for they know not what they doing were doing. Let us know that a lot of times when we do hurtful things to people, we don't in our hearts sometimes people do it do 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 it intentionally, but we don't always know we hurt the person. Mm-hmm. We don't always know what we said damaged them or the way we said it damaged them. So then we go before God and God begins to deal with us, he makes us humble ourselves and go back and apologize, asking the individual that we offended to forgive us. Jesus knew that the Pharisees would never say, God, forgive us. We don't know what we're doing. We're just doing something because we don't know what to do. They, If they had humbled themselves, which God knew they would not, Things could have been done differently, but because it was God's perfected will that people all over the city saw what was done to Jesus, saw how they beat him in the courtyard, saw how they put him before the people, and the people chose a thief over him, saw how he drugged across to the Calvary, falling down, blood dripping from his back, Head of thorns, strong thorns upon his head, blood dripping all down his face that he could barely see where he was going. They nailed him to the cross, and people saw this. They watched it as if we were sitting down watching a movie. They stretched him wide, nailed his feet, nailed his hands, and put him on that cross. And then he turned around with all that being done. Let us know there is nothing. That mankind could not be able to what he did. You know, I don't have to forgive. I don't have to do that. But God let us know that any situation we're in, he can give us the power to make the decision to ask for forgiveness, to ask that that individual, whether they ask for our forgiveness or not, that we be the bigger individual and ask God to forgive them. Amen. Um, the scripture that, that kind of really stood out for me after forgiveness is um, was how, and, and, and you have, many of you all have touched on it, how, the, um, how he was treated. And it talks about the soldiers, how they threw lots, lots in, in order to get, um, you know, to see who was going to get his clothes. And, the, and um, that scripture is very powerful because it explains uh, the degree of how humiliating it is for, for someone to rob you of your personal things and to publicly see you naked and, and to treat you in that manner. And um, so... Um, that is um, something um, that you know that would disturb anyone to know that they're being robbed and um, they're being abused and to be to be killed and 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 treated the way Jesus was killed. So to ask for forgive them and to say to them they know not what they're doing. Um, they don't know who they're stealing from. They you know they're stealing from God and, and don't even realize what they're doing. Um, one of the other things that um, that Minister Orr kind of started off with is is love, and I, you know, for me that 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 
the answer to all of these problems and all of the things that we go through is the power of love. Um, you know, and the Bible tells us to love at all times. Um, um, and that when we love, we can forgive. If we understand, truly understand what love is, um, love overpower anything. And when you know and understand that you 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 have that you have the love for a person or anybody, um, you can't you you understand that it's easy to forgive. Um, you don't ever hate a, a person. You may hate hate the act, um, but you if you love at all times, you can. It's easier to forgive people for the things that they do. Um, there is justifiable anger. You know, for some of the behavior and the way, um, some, the way people behave and they act. Um, but I just, um, I was just listening and um, listening to what, what 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 everyone was saying and um, about forgiveness. And um, forgiveness is sometimes it's hard to do, but it, you know the Bible tells us what the, that um, how many times seven times seventy times we're supposed to forgive and. Um, and I sometimes I, I find it hard not to forgive. I find it hard not to be angry at the behavior of of the way pe- sometimes people act. But I always go back to love. As long as I can remember that I am supposed to love at all times, it makes it easier for me to forgive. Amen. Amen. Hey man, I would just uh, like to say that, uh, you know, there's a mystery and forgiven, and a lot of people don't understand the mystery, and the mystery is that in order for you to receive something, you have to give something, and in order to, uh, everybody wants to be forgiven for everything they've done, but many people don't want to contribute toward forgiving, amen, they want to be forgiven for what they've done. But they never understand that whatever you do, you always have to give something. I mean, uh, Jesus gave for forgiveness. He gave his life, amen, that all of us would be forgiven of all our sins. Amen. He knew that even before all of mankind was born, that the temptation of sin would be here. And therefore, we needed some type of deliverance. And he came down, and he was our deliverer. Amen. He didn't have to do it. Now, he could have been comfortable in where he was in heaven. But he knew that without forgiveness, there was no deliverance. So therefore, you know, it just uh, behooves us to keep it in our minds and to keep it in our hearts that whatever we need, we always have to forgive. Amen. In order to get what we need, because there are obstacles in life. And usually, in all the things that we are uh, apprehending, there's always some type of interruption there before we can receive it. And sometimes that interruption can cause us a lot of anger, amen, in how we have to many times suffer, fight, endure to get what we want. 
Amen. But if we keep it in our hearts that I have to give something in order to receive it. Sometimes we have to go through trials, tests, temptations, tribulations. But if we keep it in our hearts and in our minds, I want it just that bad. And that's the way Jesus was. He knew that in order for us to be delivered, he had to go through everything he did. Amen. For our deliverance through forgiveness. So we should always keep it within us that we have to give something. And don't be so quick to judge us so quick, amen, to be angry with somebody about something, amen. Because even in the scriptures, amen, it tells us that the Lord uh, had given it in um, Luke, amen, 11 and uh, 9. And it says, I, I say unto you, ask, amen, in order for us to receive we have to ask God, Lord, help me, amen. And then we have to acknowledge to God that I need help. Many times, you know, we get in many situations that we know what we need but too proud to ask. And that's what brings on a lot of anger in people when they know what they need but pride, amen, keeps them from acknowledging that they need the help that they should have to forgive. Amen. We can't do it on our own. We need help. And our help comes from God. So when we get into many situations, we need to ask God, Lord, help me to forgive. Help me to understand. If you help me to understand, then I won't be judgmental and then be in that situation not to forgive them for what they've done, said, amen, or even what I anticipate them to do. But if we will always keep it in our hearts, the Lord, whatever they're dealing with, help me to understand because someday I might be walking in their shoes and need the forgiveness, amen, that they are seeking of me. Praise God. Also, I wanted to bring out about forgiveness, too. Forgiveness gives deliverance, not only to yourself, but it gives deliverance unto to the offender. Praise God. When you are readily able to forgive the offender, it brings forth a deliverance unto you first, and to praise God, and it destroys yokes off of, of you. It destroys yokes of the person, praise God. It gives the offender, praise God, a lot of times when you forgive others, it gives them a new determination, it gives them a new prayer, it gives them a new hope. They can go forth, praise God, because a lot of times when people may have transgressed or offended others and the other person that who has been offended find it hard to forgive them, it puts the person somewhat in bondage and in captivity. It makes them feel as though they are, you know, that they cannot uh, get forgiveness. They cannot go forward. That they, you know, they just can't be accepted. It breaks their the their um, perseverance, or it breaks their hope to go forth and to, you know, strive to do better. Praise God. But when the person 
can forgive the offending one. Praise God. It brings forth a new life and a new hope in that person. And so it's very important for us to forgive as Christians. Praise God. Because Christ is our example. If Christ is able to forgive us of all our nastiness that we have done, because we got to remember now, we weren't always saved. And even in salvation, praise God, we have hurt other people. Praise God, we've done done wrong to other people. Praise God. And so when we uh, maybe have uh, get offended by others or maybe we don't understand the person or whatnot, we still need to forgive. And the best way to do is to always pray, 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 pray. Keep prayer always within us. You know, just pray pray to the Lord. Give us a clean and a pure heart, oh God. Help us to forgive. Help us to forget. And let us work together in unity and in strength because with unity, there's strength. And so when we can all get together, especially I'm saying this about uh, unto the Christian world, unto the people that are supposed to be representing Christ, when we can come together in love, and in unity, we can get so much more done than with our unforgiving heart and our unforgiving spirit. We need to learn to forgive and to move forward. Keep it moving. And sometimes, uh, like say forgiveness, well, you might say, well, that person did this and that person did it. It's not uh, wrong or making you look bad, even though you didn't do anything, to say, forgive me. Yes. Forgive me. You, you'll be surprised what you say to them that would break up their heart mm-hmm. and, and believe that, because like in our, our Psalms 86, 5, it says, For you, O Lord, are good and ready to forgive. Yeah. If God can forgive, who are we? Thank you. If God can humble himself and he's been through everything, who are we? Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, I know I haven't, uh, sometimes I, I haven't did anything. But it troubles my heart where I had to go back to make me feel better. Now, if I forgive you and you don't accept it, I can't change that. Amen. I can change what I can do. I can change what's in my heart because when I do it, it makes me feel better. Now, believe me, it'll trouble your mind that the, the Lord will deal with you so strong when you, you just can't sit there. I've been through some things. I said, Lord, I didn't do that. I didn't do that, Lord. But the Lord said, get up, and you apologize. You are a greater person than the person that did it. They will accept that and say, Lord, I know what I took him through. I know the trials and everything. But if he can humble himself and ask for forgiveness, you'd be surprised what it will break your heart up. Because once you break that heart up, that's the key there. When God come into your heart and break that heart up, the heart will make you change in a different way. The heart will bring a peace in you. The heart will bring a joy in you. The heart will make you. The, the, the Holy Ghost will stand up in you and tell you when you're wrong, when you're right. It's not, it's not wrong to say, you're right, I was wrong. And let God, you put it in God's hand, and God will a majority of
been when some something has happened and you've asked for forgiveness, sure you don't want to hold that against the other individual, but at the same time you don't want to fall back into the same trap. That's why uh, when Jesus teaches us something, He wants us to learn from that experience, and when we learn from that experience, we'll be careful not to go back that way. But, you know, some people feel like forgiveness is condoning or excusing a situation. Jesus didn't excuse what was happening to him, and he didn't condone what was happening to him. But he knew that what happened to him was necessary for him to be able to say, Father, forgive them. And uh, another thing is, it's not justice. Some people think once you forgive, then you're forgiven and justice has been served. That's not necessarily true either. Forgiveness is a matter, um, it's a vivid decision that you make in your mind to choose to do the right thing. Whether it's your fault or not, like my husband say, if asking for forgiveness breaks the ice and puts you back on the right track, be the bigger person. But when you ask for forgiveness, be sincere when you're asking for that forgiveness. Be sincere in making the statement that you forgive someone for something they've done to you. Don't just say it at word of mouth, but make sure that when you say it, the love of God is felt from that individual. Because if there's no love in what you're saying, no yokes can be broken and you're saying, forgive me for what I've done, and not meaning it can cause more damage than good. So we take the example that Jesus did. He didn't give thought. He didn't consider what was happening to him, shouldn't be happening to him. He didn't say, God, I want you to send down the angels. I want you to wipe this whole kingdom. He didn't say any of that. He just asked God to forgive him. Because when we're in our flesh, we don't always know what we're doing. And that's exactly what the people of God in this instance represented the flesh warring against the spirit. Jesus is the spirit and we were the flesh because we did not have the Holy Ghost to teach us truth. They taught themselves what they felt the scripture meant and that's how they got off track. But through the Holy Ghost coming into our lives through Jesus' sacrifice, now we can know all truth and all spirits if we allow ourselves to receive, to intake what God's example through his son has given us. Forgiveness is a powerful, a powerful tool, and it can heal a wound that nothing else can heal. Um, I was thinking about, um, when you're talking about forgiveness, one of the... Um, one of the things that I've noticed um, in the church is that, um, and I've experienced for myself, is that someone may say something to, to offend me, and they know that I have heard it or, 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 or whatever. I've heard it and heard it coming from the person, and instead of the person coming directly to me and saying that, um, please forgive me, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that, or something like that, forgive me, we'll get in front of the whole church mm-hmm. and say, I don't, if I've offended anybody. I, to me, I find that, in a way, kind of coward mm-hmm. you know, um, and, 
that are coming directly to me or to the person, but to stand before the whole church and to say, if I've said anything to offend somebody, and they know they've said things to offend somebody, not just me, why not go to the person? I, I, I find that that's just not, for me, that's not the real way of asking for forgiveness for something. That, uh, to me, it's just a blanket thrown out there. When people are truly about God, um, being children of God and Christian, they have to be brave enough to stand up and walk up and go to the person and, and, and address that person. It, it, you can't, it's hard to receive something from somebody who stand up and, and, and make it a, 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 a corporate um, a corpus forgive me when they know that they've done things right out to certain people. I think things that need to be done. Uh, people need to have be brave enough and have enough heart to go up to individuals when they do things and they say things um, to go to the directly to the person. Um, and that that's one of the reasons why I I talk about justifiable anger and. Um, Hating the act, loving the person and hating the act. It's easier for me, for me personally, to love a person because forgiveness and all that goes is 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 part of that. I can I love the person, but hate the act. And um, so, by loving a person, even though the person isn't able or not willing to 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 be bold enough to be the Christian that he or she claimed they are are, and just come to the person or come to me or whoever and say, look, I've done this wrong, I said this wrong, please forgive me. I, I have, that's, that's an issue with me, and I, and I think people are using the church platform as a way to, to not to deal directly with, with, with the issues or problems or, or uh, dealing directly with people, with individuals when they have issues, and that, that's, a, that's one of the problems. That, that, that needs to be really looked at in the church. When you do something wrong, when you say something wrong and you offend someone and you really truly want forgiveness, um, you need, uh, we need to be able to go to the person and say, look, um, I'm sorry. And, and, you know, and, and I have had people who have come to me directly and it's, you know, and it's, it's, it's like it's a relief because for me, I can't get close to people. That I know that 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 say that they are forgiving and they they have all this going on and this is what forgiveness is. When I know that 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 they I, I can love them, but I can't get close to them. And um and I find that for me it's it's hard it's it's hard to be to really believe that people understand forgiveness uh, or to be bold enough to be a Christian to stand up. And I think that's what breaks down walls and breaks down a lot of the stuff um, that goes on when people can really come to someone and hug them and ask for forgiveness or, or just come to them with a sincere heart. I, um, that's, I, you know, I, that's, that's the way I feel, and um, someone else can speak. But I, I see a lot of this, this taking place in the church, and, and it. It, it doesn't work for my spirit, is what I'm saying. It doesn't fill me, um, my spirit, um, because um, I'm the type of person, if I do something to you, I'm going to come to you. And, 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 and I like people like, I guess people like people like themselves. 
and that's the kind of person I am. And I have a, I've been told I'm hard to to um, get close to people or open up to people. And it's not that. It's just that you have to guard your heart. You have to guard yourself. And if you if, if you're not getting uh, what you need to feel, what is what what you feel is is is, is the way Christians should behave. Then you have to put up walls. You have to do this. I'm not one who like to put up walls. I I do b- believe in forgiveness. I do want people to really sincerely um, do what they say. But it, it's kind of hard. Forgiveness is it, it's kind of hard to get close. And I'm finding that m- more and more in the church uh, that I you have to kind of niche out your own space because forgiveness. Isn't you know um, someone can start something or say something or thank you someone and it's just it takes years to break down walls or or for people to see you for who you are and to forgive them for that behavior so that's why I try to stay with love I know we're on the subject of forgiveness but as long as I know that I have to love people regardless of their that that behavior the act or whatever that's what keeps me going. That's that's what motivates me. I have to love love you, no matter what what you do or who you what you say or what you are, and that helps me to with the forgiveness to be able to be there for the person if they need me or whatever. Amen. I don't want to take up all the time, but you know, I think that was beautifully expressed because you know not everybody can come forth and make that statement and say exactly how they feel and what they expect of other people. And then at the same time, say regardless, you're going to love the person anyway. That is a huge statement within itself. And I thank you for sharing that with us because some I, I was reading something by Charles Stanley one time, and he was talking about the people offending one another and saying things that um, people don't realize that they are actually offending something. It's different when you know what you do things and don't they said something was out of place and in them doing that it causes uh, confusion between the other person because the other person is really offended. And in this particular article Someone made a statement about chicken, like with a, a horse manure or something like that. And the person that they made it to grew up on a farm and had cleaned all this up and everything, but they became offended. They went to Charles Stanley and told them that they had been offended. It's in one of his books by something that was said. And the first thing he said is, did you go to the person and ask them why they made that statement? Because not everybody understands that they have been offensive to someone else. So better that we make some comments to others. So I appreciate that statement from you, uh, Evangelist Faith. Anybody else have anything to say? I, I want to add to um, that um, as a part of, I just want to add to that forgiveness, as we've all mentioned, is one of the most compassionate things that we can do. Sometimes it's misunderstood, 
but it is so it's, it's wonderful it's, it's a character of Christ that all of us must possess and I wanted to add that um, um, we all attend church or we all attend church but there are different uh, much there are mature Christians that are in the church, and some people are at different levels of development in the body, and some people are at different stages. Um, so it's like a process for some people. It's a process for all of us, but mature Christians are mature Christians. So I just want to add that part, that mature Christians are mature Christians, and we behave like mature Christians. So... Um, we just got to continue to forgive just for, to continue to forgive and to stay focused focus on the love of Jesus Christ and my mother often told me as I was growing up my mother always told me she said you know what my neighbor did something to me I'll forgive her but I'll never forget so I never in my life could understand how you can forgive somebody and never forget. So we as Christians, it's like sometimes in the world, church world, we bury the hatchet, the metal part, but we don't bury the handle because we always tend to go back and bring up what has been done in the past. So we got to remember to Bear the hatchet. Bear the whole thing. Forgiveness is forget, forgetting about it. You cover it with a multitude of love. Just continue to love. Continue to stay in God. Continue to read His Word. Continue to fast. Continue to focus. And most importantly, you have to hear the voice of God so that God can rightly and rightly lead you in your destination in which he would have you to walk. But we have to forgive and stay focused. Amen. I would just like to say that, uh, you know, even in spite of all that we deal with in this life, uh, Jesus dealt with a lot of issues that we are dealing with in our lives now. Because uh, if you remember, all he had everybody there patting him on the back, telling him how good he was when he was doing all the miracles and uh, bringing about all the deliverance. And, amen. And even so, after, you know, everything went down, some of those same people were talking bad things about him, uh-huh. crying out, hey, crucify him. He's not this. He's not the delivering all. But when he was there for them, everybody loved him. And, you know, many times when we look at this scripture, the Lord is, is uh, saying uh, to God, Hey, God, those same people that were there for me and against me, but still forgive them. Because, you know, in their hearts and in their minds, there needs to be a change. Amen. And he is that deliverer, and he is that way maker, and he proved it then. But a lot of people in life, they forget some of these things. And when you forget what the Lord has done for you, you pick up things and it occupies that space 
of what the Lord has done for us. So therefore, you know, it behooves us to always know, in spite of God, I've got to go on. I've got to do what you have appointed me to do. Because in me being a Christian, which is a a follower of Jesus, you know, hey, whatever he did, I have to believe in my heart that I can endure hardness as a good soldier because he was a good soldier. And if he tells us that, hey, we can do the same thing if we stay focused, amen, and if we forgive because that is when our main focus and forgiving others because of everything that's going to happen in our lives. Many times that keeps us praying. That keeps us abiding in the Lord. Amen. And what people do, and it causes us to report to the Lord. Amen. That I still have joy. I still have the victory. Amen. And I'm still pressing toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of thee in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Anyone else have anything before we close in prayer? I want to say thank you, Jesus, for all of it. Amen. Okay, we're going to bow our heads in a closing prayer. I want to once again thank everybody for tuning in tonight, listening, giving us a little space in your evening. Thank all the panel members for their contributions. And... um, We're not saying what we say is perfect, but if it can help you, then take that which can help you and run with it. And remember the ultimate price was paid by Jesus Christ, and the price that we pay is nothing compared to what he did. So let us bow our heads. Father God, in the precious name of thy son, Jesus Christ, we come before thee once again, God, thanking you. and forgive. In the precious name of Jesus, we thank you right now. Amen. 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 Thank you all. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs>